Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Joined here with Tom Dorian. Hello, Deacon Jeff. How are you doing, Tom Dorian? Outstanding. How are you? I am. I'm doing fine. You got your radio voice today. I do. Yes. It's nice to have the radio voice. <laughs> it always helps when you have all these like million dollar processors and things. I like it. Working on the voice. <laughs> you know, if only I could have that voice when I was at home and say, "Please pass the mashed potatoes." <laughs> you know, I think I'd get m- more mashed potatoes. But maybe not. You would. Maybe not. More, but any- <laughs> more taters, less attitude. But but no, the voice gives you wouldn't it? more taters, less attitude. Yeah, yeah. Bumper, bumper sticker. sticker. You're a good bumper sticker writer. I like that. So here we are, and uh, we're in the Easter season, and Easter season is wonderful because typically a lot of uh, dioceses will uh, do confirmations. This is the time. Yeah, and I just was um, at confirmation last night uh, with. My new bishop. There you go. The bishop of Memphis. Our new bishop. In Tennessee. Yes, he's our new bishop. He's the most Reverend Martin D. Holly. Tall he's dude. The, yes, very tall. I think he's 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. So with that miter, it goes up to like 14 <laughs> feet. I mean, this guy is really tall. Very impressive man. He is impressive. And a, and a wonderful, wonderful man. I, yeah. I, I've, I've met him um, several times now. I've spoken with him. And mm-hmm. I just, I see the face of mercy when I see our bishop. That's and I, great. I just think that's kind of neat. Uh, and it was such a beautiful uh, – he's done something that's very neat where he comes to each one of the parishes to do the confirmations. And I know some dioceses already do that, but we were in the habit in Memphis of going to the cathedral, like everyone – which is kind of neat also. Yeah. For, yeah, they both have their for the young folks to go there to the cathedral to mm-hmm. you know to see the, the, the mother church of the diocese, and that's kind of nice. Uh, as well, but uh, but it's been it's new for us, and so it was a new experience to have the bishop of the diocese come to our local parish, and me as the deacon, I was the sole deacon um, at the at the confirmation mass, uh, and it was really neat. It's neat to be part of that process, yeah, right, to be able to see that sea of little faces, those uh, those fourteen and fifteen year old kids. That would had to be awesome. Oh, it, it, you know, it's just so neat, and that makes me think that like I'm not 14 or 15 anymore. Exactly. <laughs> you know, don't do. I mean, the kids <laughs> seem to get younger and younger. Oh, I know, uh, and I'm getting older and older. I know oh, what's I know. happening is I'm I'm getting older, but uh, uh, the fresh faces. Yep. Right, and then their sponsors are there, and I noticed there were a lot of sort of uh, I'll say. Uh, Elderly, older, seasoned sponsors. We'll say mm-hmm. SS, seasoned sponsors. Yeah. Because um, a lot of kids are looking to grandma or grandpa or uncle so and so. And I think that's kind of neat. I think that's cool. They kind of, they kind of sense. And then, but then at the same time, there's also like big brother or yeah. big sister. Yeah. I think that's neat too. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I enjoyed seeing all that stuff. Family it, affair. It made me think about confirmation and the importance of confirmation. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I loved, oh, when Bishop Holly, uh, when was he was cons- he was he was doing the confirmation mm-hmm. when he was doing the actual rite uh, for each child, he was very deliberate mm-hmm. and and he was very soft spoken hmm. and it was beautiful and he would he would be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit tracing. and he traced the cross on their forehead. I mean, literally. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I knew that it was going to be different. First time because I was holding the sacred chrism, right? Okay. I'm holding it for the bishop so he can get a refill, you right. know, as he needs it. 
And in previous bishops and people I've assisted in doing this, bishops or and also priests during the Easter vigil, you know, they'll they'll dip their thumb in the oil just a little bit and get a little, you know, uh, a little dab. Bishop Holly likes the oil. He likes the chrism. Wow. And he mashed his thumb in there. He was layering it on. And he was pushing it out over the ledge, you know, and they gave me a a purificator or, you know, a towel there. And I know why, (laughs) because it was everywhere. But it was beautiful. And he just, and he would take that and he would basically do three crosses on their forehead, but like all over their forehead. That's great. It was very deliberate. Yeah. And he was very slow in speaking, but very purposeful, very spirit filled. Yeah. And then he would say, peace be with you. You know, it's like, and the, and the kids would look like, I'm with your spirit. You know, it was just, I, you know, it was beautiful. That's great. And it really gets you in that spirit-filled mood. And so it's another one of those experiences where, I know we've talked about confirmation on this show before, mm-hmm. uh, but it's like, it's it's really neat to talk about it and realize that confirmation actually does something. It does. It's a sacrament. It's not just a, a show. It's not a box you check off. It's not graduating from eighth grade. It's It's none of those things. Right. What it is, in fact, is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, sealing you with That's the right. gift of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. uh, essentially to prepare you for battle, right? To, to to console you, to guide you, to inspire you. Yep. Uh, and then he is now present fully and completely in, in uh, initiation, right? This, this completes those sacraments of initiation of baptism and First Holy Communion and then confirmation, the sacraments of initiation. Uh, and so it's, it's something really is happening. Sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I also get the opportunity every once in a while to do um, uh, some uh, confirmation retreats for young people, uh, eighth grade confirmation retreats. I do those every once in a while. Just finished doing one for the lovely uh, folks at Holy Rosary Catholic Church in Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, so sure old turf, man. Yes. And so I, uh, I, I get to tell them about those seven gifts and they always get nervous right because they think like oh wait here comes the test right we got to memorize the names of the gifts because they're going to ask us and we got to you know check off the boxes check 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 and so what i like to do is spend a lot of time helping them understand these are not boxes that you check off it's not not names of things that you memorize right it's actual things that you're going to actually use right and so knowing that you have them is good it is good. Which means that uh, what you don't want to do, and so you, you should memorize them, but essentially you should know them so well because you use them all the time. Right. Right. And I say if it's, if, if it's hard for you um, to, to, to memorize them, um, what is it the thing called where you like have the, the letters and you, they spell a word? Uh, oh, yeah. One I, of those things. I just went brain dead. Well, that's what we do that every once in a while. We go brain dead here. Yeah, what is uh, it? We'll think of it in a second. But yeah. it's like, so we'll if, you want, if, if you, uh, if you, if you, if you, if you want to remember the gifts, mm-hmm. you use this simple word. Yeah. It's quack piffle. <laughs> <laughs> so we're so used to using quack piffle. I, maybe that's not the way it's supposed to work. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> quack piffle, uh, which is knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Counsel, courage, piety, and fear the Lord. Oh, you don't like wonder and awe? No, I, I'm not a big fan of it. Well, you know what? It is one of the gifts, and I'm not going to deny yeah, that. Yeah. But I think that's like all these folks that like are warm and fuzzy, and yeah. we don't want them to be telling the kids to fear Jesus. You know, you like fear. I don't mean it like that. Yeah, you do. I understand the old, <laughs> you know, the, give me that old time religion. Right. Uh, a little healthy enough. fear is a good thing. Yeah. Right? If you have fear of the bear. You're right. going to live longer. That's a good thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're certainly going to run faster. Now, the Lord is not the, a bear. 
right, and no. he's not out looking to eat you. So no. you don't have to fear in that regard. Bad analogy. But, but I do, do want to spend uh, a little time and talk about mm-hmm. these gifts. And the reason why is because I know there's some folks listening right now mm-hmm. who have not been confirmed. And the reason why I know that is because every year when I do RCIA, I bring some folks along this path who have been raised as Catholics. Maybe they've been baptized and they kind of their parents kind of wandered off and they never got their first Holy Communion, but they were baptized Catholic. Mm-hmm. Stopped practicing, you know, dad moved, divorced, something, something happened, happened, right, slipped through the cracks. And there are people that also were baptized and had first Holy Communion. And then stuff happens. Yeah. You know, different dioceses will um, will confirm at different ages. Right. Uh, and so then obviously, uh, you know, you, you might move and then you miss the point. And I had one of those uh, in my RCIA class. Uh, and so what I usually invite them to do is usually it's a situation where they need to know more about their faith. And so I usually invite them to come to RCIA. Perfect. Right. And then they and, – but I have several – Every time, every year, I have several folks, and sometimes they're adults, where it just slipped through the cracks, and yeah. where they might be getting married, or they're they're just moving on in life, and they and they someone said, you know, you need to get confirmed, mm-hmm. and the church intends that you get confirmed, and there's reason for it, mm-hmm. but a lot of people haven't been, right? So, I think a lot of people think like, do I really need to be confirmed? I mean. Really, I've gotten everything I need. It's kind of like uh, you don't really care about your credit score anymore. If you're not going to buy another house, you're not going to get a charge account. It's like, do I really care about my credit score? You know? right. But it's not like that when you're talking about confirmation because there's something that actually happens. Well, it's right? about the gifts, too. Right. I mean, you're getting those gifts. You're kind of. Exactly. exactly. Um, it's, it's, do it's, I really want those gifts? Yeah. Do I, do I really want to go downstairs nah. and look under the Christmas tree? Nah. I'll pass this year. Yeah. I'm just not going to open them. Yeah, yeah. I, I can. I could. You know, I That's can't. What you're walking past. Yeah, and you and I see that, but I want to help other people understand that. Right. Right. That these, as you rightly point out, are gifts. They're given to you, yeah. which means there's no obligation. <laughs> there's no cost. It's free. But you do have to receive them. Yes. Right. That's what defines a gift. A gift is given and received. Right. But it's not a gift if it's not received. That's right. Right. Uh, so, you know. When people hear these things and they start going, well, okay, what are these gifts? And it's like, again, quackpiffle. If you remember quackpiffle, you remember knowledge, wisdom, understanding, counsel, courage, piety, fear of the Lord. I don't think I can remember that. No, you can't. Quackpiffle. And so, so um, you start to realize what these gifts are, and you'll and, and you'll start to think like, well, you know what, I could use that. Mm-hmm. And you may be a fourteen-year-old uh, kid. Mm-hmm. You may be a uh, college age kid you know you're 20 whatever you're going to school you may be an adult yeah you may be a senior yeah and you're like well okay yeah you know in memphis it gets kind of hot here in the summers doesn't it just a little it gets toasty warm and it's muggy big time and imagine if you were going through a summer in memphis tennessee and it's like Mm mid-august it's awful you're sitting in your you know, you're you're watching reruns of Bonanza, and you are sitting there in your living room. I'm, I'm just painting a typical no fan. picture for for <laughs> a Memphian. Uh, well, Tom Dorian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, so you're sitting there, you're smoking a cigar. I'm a you're big your, fan. You, yeah, you're wearing shorts and your um, wingtip shoes, sitting there smoking a cigar. Right. And what if you had an air conditioner sitting in the window? You got a window unit right next to you, and you just and reach out. All you have to do is push the button. Yeah. But it's like it's like Tom. It's so hot in here. 
well, you know, it's all right. I guess I'm okay. You know, it's like if you just push that button, all of a sudden. It's going to change oh, your life. It's just going to change your life. That's what sacraments are. That's exactly I mean, right. they are there. That's a great analogy. So, so take them. Use I hate, them. I hate to give you credit. What a, what That's a good one. What a gift. What a gift. Did it I really put an accurate picture of you? Huh? Yeah. Well, especially the wingtips. The wingtips, right in the short pants. Put some pants. white socks in there and yeah. you're set. <laughs> oh, good. We have so, we, so quack piffle. If you want to know what quack piffle is. I have your eyes now. No, I can't. Quack piffle is coming up. We're gonna, I didn't take a break first. Please. Then we're going to go through quack piffle for all of the folks listening. Please do. That's going to be in the keywords. People are going to search quack piffle. Quack piffle, not quirk. Quack <laughs> piffle. K W U C C. P-F-L. Gotcha. Anyway, so Quack Piffle coming up right after this. Uh, we got first hear from my lovely wife. Yeah. Then we're going to come back. Amen. Right after this. I'm Bess Drzezemski, and this is another great moment in church history. How can someone so small and weak in the eyes of the world have such a tremendous impact on the spiritual lives of millions around the globe? St. Therese of Lisieux, better known as the Little Flower, was this small person. Born in France over a century ago, she has changed the spiritual landscape of the entire world. St. Therese believed that little things done with great love were more pleasing to God than the mightiest deeds. She wrote, Love proves itself by deeds, so how am I to show my love? Great deeds are forbidden me. The only way I can prove my love is by scattering little flowers. And these flowers are every little sacrifice, every glance and word, and the doing of the least action for love. The little flower grew up as the youngest of five living children. She was a sensitive child who felt things deeply. These deep feelings and her thoughtful attitude led her to a strong prayer life at a very young age. By her own account, she would find a quiet place and spend hours contemplating the love of the Heavenly Father. As Therese entered her teen years, her older sisters began to go into religious life. This led the little flower to seek entrance to the Carmelite Monastery at the tender age of 14. She was initially refused by the superiors of the order, but her persistence paid off by taking her appeal all the way to the Pope in Rome. The superiors of the order were impressed by her persistence and maturity and allowed her to enter the Carmelite order at the age of 15. The next nine years were spent in quiet contemplation and service inside the tiny convent in Lisieux. Toward the end of her time in the convent, she began to suffer from the effects of tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, a deadly infectious disease that attacks the lungs, leaves the sufferer with a chronic cough, fever, night sweats, and weight loss. St. Therese suffered seriously from this disease. She was reported to have said, I have reached the point of not being able to suffer anymore because all suffering is sweet to me. She accepted her affliction as a gift from God and saw it as a sign of his friendship with her. Little everyday things done in great love can lead us to a life of grace and deeper union with Christ. The little flower can show us the way. I'm Bess Trzemski, and this is another great moment in church history. 
Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Tom Dorian and I, I'm Deacon Jeff, by the way, we're yes, talking sir. about Quuck Biffle. We're talking about the important, uh, and what kind of word is that? We, it's you an know what? acronym. We, by the way, we, we did talk about it during the break. That's, we, we have a it's crack research staff. <laughs> there are like hundreds of people behind this big piece of glass. Acronym. And all I have to do is I snap my fingers. Yes. That's me snapping my fingers, and they like they all looked up. Did you see them look up? They did. We don't have anybody, by the way. There's nobody. In research. It's just me and you and Google. Our but they research all assistant. At us on that one, like you idiots. Yeah, it's acronym. It's an yeah, it's an acronym. Quackpiffle. Um, yeah, Quackpiffle is an acronym for knowledge, wisdom, understanding, counsel, courage, piety, fear of the Lord. Love it. So Quackpiffle. Always just remember Quackpiffle, and it'll get you through everything. I yeah. can't even say it sometimes. It's very difficult. Twister. So we're talking about confirmation and the importance of confirmation and why it's like you, you need to understand that this is like stuff that you will use. Yep. It's it's not they're not like you ever gotten those gifts you're like going you look at your wife like what am I going to do with this? Yeah. Right. Well, why did they give me one of these? Right. You know, I, the, the little the, the, the little stuff they like with your Tom Dorian, you know, insurance, whatever Right. you, you get. It's like, what is that thing? It's I think it's a computer or a keyboard brush. It's like, I don't want one of those. It could be a quack piffle, you never know. <laughs> no, it's not a quack piffle because those are useful. That's right. So this is these are gifts that are that are so useful, and they're given to us yes. through the ministry of Holy Mother Church, but from God himself. Mm-hmm. right? Jesus established all this, and uh, his divine life, his grace is given to us in this sacrament. And, and when we receive the Holy Spirit, we are given quack piffle. That's right. Right? So knowledge. Now, a lot of people think when you're talking about knowledge, it's like, well, you know, does that mean when I get confirmed, I'm suddenly going to become an Encyclopedia Britannica? Or my, possible. my middle name will be Google. You know, <laughs> the, the truth is no. And that's not that kind of knowledge. Right? Because right? knowledge, um, it can be a passing knowledge like, I know what time it is. Or yep. I, you know, I know Tom's middle name, Patrick. Yeah. Good name, isn't it? It's a great name. Yeah. So, you know, you know things like that, but that's not what we're talking about when we talk about the the knowledge. So the knowledge is given by the Holy Spirit. That gift of the Holy Spirit essentially is a much more deep, profound, and intimate knowledge of God, Mm -hmm. right? To to know that you are loved, to know that you are made in his image and likeness, to know your own dignity, Right. right? And to realize that dignity in others because you now have a relationship, Mm -hmm. an intimate relationship, now I know when you were a young person, um, you as a kid, you when you talked about two people that, right, might be going together or whatever, you know, you'd use some phrase like someone so knew somebody in the biblical sense. I mean, right? You you hear that word, and uh, and I know what you're intimating that they were having some some marital relations, right. maybe before marriage, and that's not a good thing. But but the point is, when you say knowledge in the biblical sense, it's kind of like when. Adam knew Eve, right. and a baby was born. Right. Abram knew Sarah, and a baby was born. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you you see those things, and so the Bible is telling you that to know another person is is an intimate relationship. Right. And I, I think about what Jesus said at the end of time. People would call to him, Lord, Lord, and he'd say, "I never knew, never knew you. you." And what he's talking about is he knows your name. Mm-hmm. 
but he knows that you don't know him and that he did not have an intimate relationship right. with you. Right. And so that's what's important. So when you get that at, at confirmation, you're given knowledge of the Lord. Right. You're given a personal, intimate relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And you can use that because it changes who you are, gives you strength, mm-hmm. right? And gives you context in which to make decisions that you need to, to, to have in your life, like what's right and what's wrong. So that's one thing, knowledge. Wisdom. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were going to get on an airplane and the pilot walked down the aisle and they're looking like checking seatbelts and just saying, hey, I'm Pilot Bob, and mm-hmm. they're coming down here. Now, if that pilot was like 13 years old, mm-hmm. you know, and his hat kind of like came down over his ears, <laughs> you know, and he had, he had braces and he was like going, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? You know, <laughs> you probably wouldn't have confidence. However, if he looked like me and he had, he's six foot, like three, and had gray hair, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like he's at least 50, you're like going, I want that guy. Yeah. He is seasoned. He's not the younger guy. Yeah, the he, older guy. Not, not only has he taken off before, but he's landed several times. I can tell this guy, I trust him. Why? Because he's got experience. Right. So wisdom doesn't mean that you're going to be writing these little Confucius says bumper stickers and you're going to have these cute sayings all the time. Right. Like our friend, Bill McSwain. He's always got those sayings. Doesn't he does. He? He's, exactly he's right. like our, our Confucius. So a little shout out to Bill. But wisdom really essentially is, is having that, that experience given to you, even though you haven't lived it, you now have it. Yeah. And we're talking about 2000 years of experience of Christianity mm-hmm. poured into your heart, into your soul. That's powerful. That is incredibly right? powerful. That helps you make decisions, doesn't it? it to does. have that wisdom and experience to know, Hey, we've been down this path before. Don't relive this mistake. Right. Right. Understanding is another one. We think like, well, I understand what's going on here. Do you really understand? Understand really means not just to sort of know something and be aware of it, but to have um, an um, uh, to to have the, to know in the big picture what's happening. Right. Where does this fit in the big picture? Why is it relevant? Why is it important? Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's not just again passing knowledge. Right. It, having understanding is deeper than just simply comprehending. Mm-hmm. It is seeing its relevance and its point. You're given that by the Holy Spirit yeah. when you're confirmed. Counsel. So we're at Quuck. That's right. So we're at Quuck. Awesome. The first C of Quuck. So, Perfect. So counsel is, is, is judgment, right? Judgment. Mm-hmm. Right? Counsel. If you, if you have problems in school, who'd you go to? Your counselor. That's right. Right? <laughs> right? They, they, had, they had answers. That's true. Well, you cannot receive counsel. You cannot give counsel right. unless you have counsel. Right. Right. You, you cannot give what you do not have. The Latin nemo dot quad non habet. Don't we right. all go around slinging the Latin phrases? All the time. You cannot give what you do not have. And counsel is given to you by the Holy Spirit, which instantly helps you to make better decisions in your life. And then to offer uh, assistance to others who need it. Those who are in your care, especially. Courage. This one's important. I think we all know what courage is. Right. The cowardly lion. You know, he wanted courage. Yep. You know, he wanted to put him up. You know, he wanted courage. And the, and the thing is. You just wanted to find a way to I wanted to, to find a way wor- to work that in. You did good. So, so courage is something we all need today. I can't imagine living life without courage. People aren't standing up anymore. It's it's difficult to get people to really sense what needs to happen in the world. Yeah. You know, we got people standing up in front of Planned Parenthood. We've got people who are trying to stand up for the right thing. People who are trying to stand against injustices, against racism and bigotry and all the terrible things that might happen. Um, in the world, and yet we want to be silent. It's none of my business. I want to stay here. It takes courage to stand up. It does. You're right. It, it takes courage, courage for kids to say, you know what? I don't want to go to that party. That's right. Right? To be ostracized potentially by their friends. Piety. Now, that's another one. Now, you used to think that meant 
different flavors, kinds of pies. Like you got cherry pie or apple pie. And I know you didn't think that, Tom. I'm messing with you. Piety, though, we used to. That's no, like that's a negative. Good, I like that. Is that like a negative word, though? Sometimes, like, he's so pious. It's like a slam, right? It could, it could But it's be. not meant to be that. No. Piety, essentially, is, is that, that desire for holiness. Can you imagine, instead of thinking, I don't really want to pray right now, or I don't really want to go to Mass, you, you, instead of that, you think, I desire to be near the Lord. Yeah. I desire to speak with Him. Yeah. And you have a, you're drawn to it. Yeah. That's given to you as a gift. Piety is essentially that draw to holiness. You, you want to be holy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're suddenly going to be like speaking in Latin and wearing a veil and you know genuflecting and bowing at everything and uh, everyone. The reality is, you you, are, you just have a desire to live a holy life. That's right. Right. That's but that's given to you as a gift. Yeah. Right. And so if you're not don't have that gift, no wonder it's hard to go to mass. That's true. And so then the last one's fear the Lord. I love fear the Lord. I know you do. I just love saying it. Fear the Lord. Yeah. And you know, and the thing is, Sounds I know like some Charlton Heston would say some. <laughs> Some people, some people think it should be wonder and awe, and, and I know that that's one of the ones that's taught that way. You know, some kind of modernizing it, right? And it's like it's we, softer. We don't want to scare the children. Don't say fear, fear. They're gonna fear the Lord. They don't want to fear the Lord. They want to think he's wonderful. Isn't he awesome? Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're they are the same thing, and I'm making fun of that. But I like the old school fear the Lord, not because I'm afraid of God, right? But because I recognize that there is a God, and that I'm not Him. Don't you think? I agree. Because I think there's a lot of things that are wonderful. It's probably the most profound Heck, thing you've ever said. Sometimes I think I'm wonderful, you know, <laughs> but I'm but I'm not wondering all. Right. Right. And and I'm certainly not. You don't fear me. You you shouldn't fear me. And fear of the Lord is a, is that is a healthy kind of a fear. It's a recognition of something so awesome and so great that not only can it bring everything into the world, it could take everything out. He could do anything he wants just as a thought. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, mm-hmm. right? And it's not—it's a—it's a healthy fear. It's not a scared fear. Like I'm—I'm I'm trembling and, and and fearful of the Lord, right? We we do fear punishment, but the reality is that's not what we fear about the Lord. Yeah, right. We we should fear ourselves for not trusting Him and not loving Him and not giving Him our our best and our attention. And so, fear of the Lord—you're given that, the recognition that you are not God. So when you make decisions. You make decisions based on knowledge, wisdom, understanding, counsel, courage, piety, fear of the Lord. These are arrows in your quiver, Tom. That's right. They're given to you at confirmation. So we were confirmed. If you haven't been confirmed, hear my words. Hear these words now that you, you need to be confirmed. Yeah. The Holy Spirit wants to come upon you and wants to grant you these gifts free of charge to be used for eternity. As th- that, that arrow, the arrows in the quiver keep filling up over and over again. That's right. Right? Get confirmed. Amen. And let's ask a little assistance from the Blessed Virgin Mary. Let's. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mother, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour, hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com where you can find out more information about the Catholic Cafe, listen online, download MP3s, or subscribe to our podcast. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Ooh.
The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.